Welcome to In China with Michelle Zhou. Manufacturers have long known China to be a leader in their industry, but now the world is recognizing China as a business center for companies, market traders, education, and artists. It's no wonder that the economy has grown to be the world's second largest. In our program, you'll learn from the thought leaders and professionals who have lived in both the U.S. and China and continue to do business there. Now, here is your host, Michelle Zhou. Welcome, everyone. It's so great having you here today. You are listening to In China with Michelle Zhou, and I'm your host, Michelle. I'm the founder and CEO of Pacific Technologies Consulting Group. We help American and Chinese organizations learn from each other, bridge their needs, and grow their businesses internationally. You can contact me at our company website, ptcgconsulting.com. And I always welcome you to connect me on LinkedIn. Today we have Mr. Bo Xia on the show together with me, and we are going to talk about collaboration in the semiconductor industry between U.S. and China. Welcome to the show, Bo. Thank you very much, Michelle. Let's start with a brief introduction of who you are, because you are an expert in this semiconductor. Industry, and we are having this conversation in your startup company in Shanghai. Okay. Yeah, my name is、uh, Bo. I went to USA in 1998 and、I、started、uh, my postgraduate、uh, study over there. I got my PhD in Texas A&M, majored in electrical engineering. My professor is、uh, current、uh, Kirby Chair Professor. Dr. Sanchez and、uh, one of the forerunners of our lab is、uh, Jack Kirby, who invented the integrated circuit and got a Nobel Prize for that、uh, invention. And、uh, after that, I went to TI and worked there for five years. Texas Instruments. Texas Instruments. TI stands for Texas Instruments. It is a great company. At that time, we make jokes and said that TI stands for Training Institution because、uh, it has a lot of、uh, talented.、Uh, Engineers there, and、uh, we really learned a lot there. So, from my past experience, I stayed in the U.S. for 18 years. So, all my education, advanced education, and、uh, professional training is done there. So, I accumulated a lot of experience and learned a lot. And、uh, recently, I moved back to China and started my own company.、Uh, we worked on some consumer electronic.、Uh, ICs, integrated circuit chips. Those are for the cell phone applications. That's about、uh, myself. <laughs> uh huh. Well, since you talked about the cell phone and the chips, that immediately I remember one company, ZTE. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> in the news.、Uh, <laughs> right, <recently> . right. <laughs> in the recent couple of months, this company went through. So it's like went to the hell. Then somehow they got saved, and they they can continue survive for some time. But、uh, that also. Reveal a very big pinpoint and a weak spot for China for Chinese manufacturer. So let's just help our audience understand a little bit about the background of what's going on with ZTE. My understanding through reading all this news, this giant Chinese company ZTE. By the way, they are one of the top cell phone smartphone manufacturer、mm-hmm. in the world. I don't have the number in front of me, but China supplies most of the. 
cell phones, smartphones. Yeah, definitely, over 80 percent, I think, <laughs> for the world, right? Yeah. So this company they produce cell phones, and they also have those big machines, B two B products.、Mm-hmm. And my understanding is, U.S. found out that they break some of the agreement or contracts, did something wrong.、Mm-hmm. So American government banned all the. American companies to export、uh, IC, which is、uh, integrated circuits,、uh-huh. to this Chinese company. Yes, I think、uh, ZTE they have a big market、uh, for cell phones, but meanwhile they are also a very big、uh, networking solution providers. So they also provide the、uh, network、uh, equipments. Those are for like 3G, 4G. Base stations、uh, for the operators, so they have a huge market, a global market to support, and、uh, all their, how should I say, the equipments,、uh, they need to use IC integrated circuit chips, and most of the chips are supplied by the US companies, and、uh, also this time US not just ban the supply of the chips, but also ban the like design tools and other license like softwares, operating systems, so. This stop of supplying the ICs, design tools, and the license, everything, basically paralyzed this、uh, company. I think maybe if this ban goes on for another month,、uh, there's a good chance for the DTE to be bankrupt. So <laughs> it's a big、wow. hit for the company. Meanwhile, that company hired more than eighty thousand employees in China or. Global-wise, I should say. So most people will, will lose jobs、yes. if the company、yeah. went go bankrupt. So that's one of the reasons why this becomes such a big news, not just in the U.S. but also in China as well. So the impact of、uh, ZTE going bankruptcy will be huge everywhere.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> Almost. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. yeah. I heard that、uh, the ban has removed, and ZTE needs to. You know, they got a big fine、mm-hmm. of I don't remember how much money, but it's a really, really big number. I think it's over a billion、uh, U.S. dollars. <laughs> Meanwhile,、uh, there is also ZT. They want to keep the business going on, or they want to keep the supply of the chips. They need to in the next few years. They need to open to the auditing from the U.S. government and、uh, complying with certain agreement.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the same time, I think they already changed,、uh, make a lot of changes in the. Upper management. Many people get fired、uh, because of the misconduct before. But yeah, almost、uh, the whole upper management is has got been replaced.、Mm-hmm. Wow. So from that case, that incident, because I read the news, right, and、mm. uh, I saw from the China side, the media, their opinions are like two sides. In one side, it's a wake-up call for Chinese companies and for all Chinese, but.、Mm-hmm. In China, the core technology,、mm-hmm. China is very behind.、Mm-hmm. Even though today, if you go to China, like Shanghai, where you are living, all these big, new, shiny buildings and wide roads, streets, it looks very modern.、Mm-hmm. But it reveals this weak spot from the core technology side. 
very dependent on U.S. companies, right? Mm-hmm. This is one. On the other side, of course, a lot of Chinese, I heard those opinions of that, well, it's time that we should really focus and get our technology, you know, we should start, we should really focus on R&D and catch up on this. We can't always depend on others. As this happens to ZTE today, tomorrow will be another company, and yeah, China is totally depending on others. That's true to a certain level. But on the other side, ZTE is not a company that don't have any core competence. They also have a lot of technology developed inside because it's more like a, a different, uh, how should I say, division of work. Before, ZTE is more focused on the system solution. So they have a lot of IPs. They have developed a lot of uh, know-hows to build the system-level solutions. Their main focus is not on the IC itself. So they used to get the IC supply from the U.S. and then put them together to build the base station, for instance. So that's their main competence and uh, their main technology development direction. So you cannot say that uh, ZT is uh, totally don't have any their own technology or their own development. But it's true for China as a country or looking to the semiconductor industry itself, China is kind of uh, lag behind and uh, we don't have a lot of good chip solutions uh, on the market. But this is a major development in China as well for the ICE industry because a lot of companies and uh, invest a lot. The government has also invested a lot in, in this industry to try to build up uh, technology there. But uh, we started uh, at least 20 or 30 years later than what U.S. does. So it's not that easy for us to build uh, the whole spectrum of chips uh, overnight. It's uh, just impossible. So, But the government uh, and the companies uh, keep on investing to that area. I can see recent years uh, the IC industry in China is really start to catching up, but it will take decades for China to really get all the chip ready and uh, to have a very solid and uh, strong chip industry that can match what the U.S. has mm. right now. Mm. I'm an optimistic person. When I hear this, something come to my mind is opportunities, mm-hmm. right? Because China needs it, and China also find that's a pinpoint or weakness the country has from industry standpoint. And then the government starts to put, you know, efforts in this. And with government's efforts, we can talk a little bit about that because China is so different than U.S. and other countries. Government impact is, <laughs> is very uh, strong in industry. So with the government's investment on that and the policies, all this creating an environment to really focus, develop, grow China's own IC trips, industry, semiconductor industry, that creates a lot of opportunities for professionals like you mm-hmm. and for other companies. <laughs> right, yeah, uh-huh. uh, that's true. So we can see that um, in recent years, uh, a lot of startups uh, come uh, into the market uh, in China, a lot of uh, design houses and even like foundries. We have a lot of new factories and uh, we have investment into the basic material building and the equipment building. So it's a booming for China's semiconductor industry in recent years. We can see that. And now the ZTE event also kind of uh, 
stimulated this into a new stage, a new level for the government and for the industry to invest more into that uh, research and the development. Mm -hmm. So it is true, it is a great opportunity for IC professionals and uh, for IC companies in China. Uh, we got a good investment and we also might have even bigger market and the demand for the homemade chips. <laughs> <laughs> homemade, yeah, China-made chips. So now from your own observation and your own experience, because you said that you came back two years ago from mm. U.S., right, mm. to start your own company focusing on designing, making chips. Mm -hmm. And from what you know, what kind of favorite opportunities has been created by the government? I want to dig a little bit into the government influence here. Okay. Well, if you compare the market semiconductor industry in the U.S. and in the China, U.S. is a more developed, more fully developed industry. All the companies, they have their own territory and they have a lot of talents there. But in China, there is here and there, there are so many vacancy you can try to get in there so it provides a lot of uh, opportunities business opportunities and uh, from the design capability point of view also the competition in China is, is fierce but the level of the competition is still different for all the people coming back from the US we have the edge in knowledge and in know-how so that's something we can utilize and uh, get upper hand in the competition. Basically, the biggest difference is the uh, U.S. has a very mature industry, and uh, from now on, I think there will be less and less opportunities there for new startups, especially. Mm. But in China, the market is still developing. The industry itself is still developing. So it provides the opportunity for newcomers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm. and uh, because the existing companies in China is not that strong either, so it also makes the competition, maybe I should say, more fair <laughs> from that perspective. Mm -hmm. Nobody's dominating the market yet. No, no. Mm -hmm. mm. So, yeah, provide a more opportunity, that's all, I, all what I can see. Mm -hmm. And from capital point of view, the investment is also very huge in China. Because in the U.S., I think for VCs and for PEs, they're stopping investing into semiconductor industry because they treat it more like a traditional, conventional industry already. So they are not very eager to invest in more because they don't see a high return in that sense. But in China, this is still, for VC and uh, PEs or the funds, they still think it's a very good place to invest because there's uh, huge rooms for the companies to develop. If you look into the stock market, you can see the PE ratios for the semiconductor companies in China is way much higher than their peers in the U.S. At that point of view, you can see why the VCs and the funds are so interested in investing in semiconductor industry in China. Mm, higher returns, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. So from your own standpoint, because your company is two years now, what kind of investment do you got, if it's okay to share? Yeah, we raised the first round of fund and started our company. Well, we didn't really raise a lot. We raised around one million U.S. dollars and started with that and as an angel fund, I angel should fund. say. Yeah. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah, and then we start to work on some peripheral circuits for the cell phones. And uh, we already get our first chip out and uh, 
we start to see the revenue come in. So I think uh, for us, uh, we still have uh, some funding left for the first round, the, for the angel round. So I think we're good on the financial point of view. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay, I think it's time to take a quick break, mm-hmm. and we'll be back right away. China is now the second largest economy in the world. There are hundreds of opportunities for worldwide business professionals to start looking in China. From business leaders to manufacturers to artists and students, you need to discover these opportunities to grow your business and your career. Listen every week for In China with Michelle Zhou, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. For business sake, you need to tune in. You are listening to In China with Michelle Zhou. To call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to info at ptcgconsulting.com. Now, back to this week's program. Okay, we are back. But before we took the break... Well, you mentioned about uh, the overall environment, and also we talked about uh, the ZTE incident, mm-hmm. uh, which caused a really huge problem or revealed the huge problem in the China industry of this uh, semiconductor industry. The U.S. government banned the American companies to export uh, any related products to mm-hmm. ZTE, right? Mm-hmm. We talked about that. And somehow, you know, through all this uh, government side uh, and uh, industry side efforts, uh, the business is still going on. But uh, the overall political environment is not uh, that uh, optimistic. So as a you know, professional inside this industry, what do you see uh, at this moment? Uh, is it really very like a frozen there? Uh, no, it's uh, opposite to frozen. I think there is some impact, uh, definitely. Uh, we can see some big companies become cautious in doing business with, with China, uh, like uh, Qualcomm and uh, Broadcom. It's understandable. But uh, I don't really see anything can be called uh, like a frozen because the people exchange and the technology exchange and even business is still going on between the two countries. And uh, you can see that the flights are all packed, so people are really still traveling in, across the ocean. And uh, meanwhile, I can see that uh, China is uh, determined to develop its own IC industry anyways. So I can see that, uh, like my friends in Los Angeles, they traveled to the China and they discussed, by the way, they're also working on IC company, they also, they're a startup as well. They're looking for opportunities in China. So I don't see those uh, exchange and the collaboration stops uh, in any way. They even discuss with local government to see if they can get some support from the local government. and the Such as what kind of support? Monetary, Money? yes. <laughs> and they are trying to set up factories over there and uh, they can get uh, land. land for that Yeah, and a lot of support as uh, like a uh, well, channel talent to them, like graduate students uh, or college students. Yeah, so, this is the part that the Chinese government versus, uh, like, a, let's pick American government. It's so different. The Chinese government uh, plays a big plays role <laughs> in, in the economies, and they have the policy for local development, and uh, this influenced the local economy a lot. 
they have funds to invest into certain area. They think uh, will benefit local area. So yeah, they, they have, have so-called leverage VC funds, but yeah. they are very different than the you know what we know as a, the VC yes. industry VC fund, right? Yeah. Yeah, that fund for them is more like to encourage certain industry sector to develop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So government really plays a, a lot more important uh, role in the economy development in China. So yeah, what I want to say is even under current circumstances, the collaboration between China and the U.S. in the even in the semiconductor industry is still going on because of the opportunities currently opened in China. I think for U.S. companies, especially for small startups. They are actively looking for the opportunities and try to find a cooperation with a Chinese company or China government. So I can see that is really active. So I don't see anything can be called as frozen here.、Mm. Maybe the big U.S. companies they are on the watch list. They are more cautious because they are the ones having existing big businesses with、yeah. Chinese companies, but.、Uh, Because they are cautious, then the startups would have even more opportunities,、yeah. right?、Uh, aside from the ban and from the well, so-called trade war, it's not a real trade war yet. So I think the pressure on both sides,、uh, I cannot say it's already a, a very serious pressure now. Well, everyone will be compliant in certain regulation and、uh, try to do business under this compliance. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, I think business is business. People will still try to cooperate until there's something really stops that.、Mm-hmm. If you look at the ecosystem standpoint, right?、Mm-hmm. We briefly discussed that China, you know, that's where the end end user device or the end product right were manufactured, right. assembled,、mm-hmm. or whatever, right? That's where it comes. But、mm-hmm. the core technology, like the chips, are from.、Yeah. The U.S. It looks like、uh, the ecosystem has been developed, and、uh, both sides really need each other. Yeah,、uh, it's mutually beneficial. I think、uh, in current China is the biggest manufacturer in the world for electronic devices. It's also true. I think over seventy percent of all electrical equipments are actually made in China, but China is not the biggest、uh, vendor in IC and the chips. On the contrary, China every year imports over. 260 billion U.S. dollar worth、uh, ICs. It's the one biggest、uh, important item on the list. It's、uh, more than gas and、uh, the next maybe three or four items combined. So it's more like a division of、uh, responsibility or workload. China is gonna. Provided the equipment, but it will consume the ICs. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So if the, the China and the US stop this trade on the IC chips, then it will also impact the US economy and employment. Yeah, I don't think the there's、industry. any winners in this. Lose <laughs> lose situation. <laughs> situation.、Mm-hmm. Okay. Now let's zoom into your own company, right?、Mm-hmm. So you came back from the U.S. two years ago to start your own company,、right. and、uh, can you tell us a little bit more on what exactly you are doing and、uh, why that's、uh, China is the the right place or、okay. Shanghai is the right place?、Yeah. Okay, there's a, a couple of、uh, reasons. I well, first let me、uh, explain a little bit what we are doing. What we did is,、uh, as I said, is peripheral circuits for the cell phones, like、uh, the driver for the touch panel. 
and the drivers for the motor, the camera motor, mm. basically. So what uh, the strength of my company is, we focus uh, our expertise is in the analog circuit design and the mixed signal SOC design. So we have uh, some expertise in analog circuit building. This is something that uh, can be considered as our technology barrier there. And also we have uh, our own MCU IP, so we can build a small system there. What we have is the trip is not so complicated, but uh, it's not that easy to build either. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, We will focus on that area, so it's uh, mainly for the commercial use and the uh, we will basically provide the interface between the real world and the cell phone CPUs. Mm, mm. And the, the, your customers are those cell phone manufacturers? Yes. And they are in China? They are in China. Most of them are actually in China, that's true. <laughs> yeah. The reason we picked Shanghai, there's two reasons. One, in China, Shanghai is the hub for the design talents in semiconductor industry. So that's the one of the reason we picked China. And the other reason is uh, Shanghai is my hometown. <laughs> so, so I picked this place as well. Yeah, my family still live here. Mm-hmm. So when you started, when you came back, start this company, how many people you had in order to start it, the co-founders? Uh, we have three people as a founding team. One has been working in cell phone industry for over 10 years. So he's uh, very familiar with all the channels and uh, he's now mainly in charge of the sales and marketing for us. Mm -hmm. I'm on the technology side. Uh, I'm in charge of the R&D and the product uh, development and all the project management. Uh, And uh, another person uh, brings in resource like bondings and everything else for us. Mm. So we basically, among three of us, we cover the main aspects of a company. Mm. Yeah. It sounded that you guys get the funding pretty easily. The city fund <laughs> <laughs> in China. Well, yeah, you can say yeah, it's easy, but we also worked on that for half a year before that to secure that funding. So we also did some work. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not just an idea. Uh, it's not just an idea. Uh, you already had. Yeah, we also prototypes. worked on something. Yeah, before yeah, before mm-hmm. we get secured the fund. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, how big is the company now? How many people you have now? Uh, we will have certainly R&D engineers uh, by the end of this year. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm. And uh, Shanghai is a good place that you can acquire this type of talents. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if you look uh, at the future, just uh, you know, outlook into maybe one or two years, what uh, you expect? Think about your company, the business. Well, I think uh, well, we'll grow fast in this uh, few years. Uh, we already start to see our chips uh, going out, and uh, we have a solid roadmap for our next uh, chips, and uh, we will build different uh, product lines uh, to diversify our revenue. So basically, in next uh, couple of years, uh, we will two things will be very major for us. One is to keep on grow the sales and uh, to build a healthy income for the company. The second thing is we're going to build a strong research team to do the circuit development. That's the two major things we're going to do in the next two years. With those two accomplished, I think uh, the company will have a very good growth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I heard from many people that uh, B2B sales in China is very different than 
in the U.S. and in other countries. Right. Yeah. So you guys have somebody an expert in that area doing that. So can you give us a little bit of idea on what the B two B sales looks like in China and what are the key things so that they can be successful? Right. Before I think a few years ago. Personal relationship is very important to secure the sales channel, but now it's becoming more and more marketing based. So market based means you really need to have good products to make it sell. So it's now well at least in the cell phone industry right now for us, it's more like the competition is more like what's in the U.S. already. So basically, you need to have technology. Advantage to win the competition.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, so personal relationship only comes in the secondary level. Yeah, so on that side, it's not much different from the the market outside China. If you talk about、uh, some other market like the operator networks, it's a different story. Then you need to have certain permission to really to work in that area. So that's、uh, some other barrier aside、yeah. the technology itself. Mm-hmm. So for your business, it looks like、uh, technology is the core, and then you hire the people that、uh, who already have experience and、mm-hmm. uh, know China very well. Yes. So that's a quick way、yeah. to get some customers in、yeah. a short time. Yeah.、Uh-huh. Technology, because the culture in China is a little bit different from what is、uh, in the U.S. So if you are talking about、uh, the way we do business, the style we do. I think it will be slightly different from what we do business in the U.S. How you to get in to know people and build up a personal relationship. This will be a little bit different.、Yeah, but in general, I think、uh, more or less、uh, the winning point in the business is becoming almost similar. Yeah,、mm-hmm. that's the technology itself.、Mm-hmm. So you must have good product as the starting point. Yes.、Mm-hmm. Okay, I think it's time to take another quick break. We'll be back soon. Are you interested in expanding your business to China, but don't know how to start? Are you wondering how to grow your sales in the China market and win over competition? Meet Michelle Zhou and her team at Pacific Technologies Consulting Group. Our consultants are U.S.-China experts and have all lived and worked in both the U.S. and China, with many years' experience in market entry strategies, management, and execution. We can help you find the right partners, develop opportunities, and grow your business in China. Please visit ptcgconsulting.com today. You are listening to In China with Michelle Zhou. To call into our program today, please call one eight six six four seven two five seven nine zero. That's one eight six six four seven two five seven nine zero. You may also send an email to info at ptcgconsulting dot com. Now back to this week's program. Okay, we are back. We are talking today. The topic is collaboration in the semiconductor industry between U.S. and China. And just now, before the break, Bo, you talked about your own company, the startup that you come back to China two years ago and started. And it sounds like it's growing really fast. Was bright future. <laughs> yeah. So, can you share with us what kind of people you are looking for and how you hire those people? 
Okay, I think、uh, we need、uh, two kinds of talent、uh, right now. I mean, based on the team I have already, one is we still need the solid designers. We need、uh, them to help us to develop more product and uh, uh, to develop our core technologies. On the other side, we also need management people. We want to have、uh, people can more systematically、uh, managing the projects and、uh, also bringing. Uh, flow control, quality control, and、uh, basically make our product more robust. So on these two sides,、uh, we, we we are still attracting talents. One thing I want to mention is、uh, currently a lot of、uh, design companies in China, and even for the foundries,、uh, we have a lot of people with、uh, overseas background working in there. So the Chinese company right now is、uh, definitely different from ten years ago. So those companies has a lot of global visions, and、uh, they are open to setting up companies in the U.S. and、uh, in other places. Well, so with that,、uh, I think almost every Chinese company is welcoming overseas talents and、uh, welcoming the diversity in that sense.、Mm-hmm. And especially in technology industry, right?、Yeah. That's an industry where China, compared to the U.S., is behind and trying to attract talent from overseas,、right. from U.S.、Mm-hmm. And people like you, and of course like me. <laughs> Studied and worked in the U.S. We can bring not only technology,、uh, but also management,、uh, the process, the, the philosophy into China to help、uh, grow business, yeah, grow the company. Mm-hmm. So, by the way, I haven't asked you. What's the company's name? <laughs> Your startup. Oh、uh, yeah, the name is Minchips、uh, Technology. Minchips. Minchips. Well,、uh, Ming is actually coming from the pronunciation of the Chinese characters.、Uh, we we named our company, which means、uh, the company is going to be outstanding. <laughs>、uh-huh. Okay, Ming chips and chips tells what you do.、Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. Today we talked about a collaboration between U.S. and China. So, what kind of just now you mentioned that even with the political environment, it's not a very Friendly as before,、right. but still in the industry level,、uh, people are still exchange ideas and、uh, you know visit each other. From this standpoint, what kind of advice or suggestions that you can give to your peers or companies that in the U.S. or in other countries that、uh, you can have exchange or collaboration with them? Mm-hmm. I think、uh, the economy of the two countries now is intertwined so deeply. So I think、uh, even you, if you're working in semiconductor in- industry, if, even if you, you are working in the U.S.,、uh, you must have、uh, encountered with、uh, Chinese companies. So if you want to look for opportunities in China, the best way is to start with your partners.、Uh, Uh, for the for the partners you you work together or the partners you encounter in your in your business, that's first step you can take.、Uh, and for individual professionals, I think、uh, don't be surprised if some Chinese company comes to you and they say, "Hey, we have a position here. Do you want to join us?" Yeah, that's something I think you should also consider. <laughs> <laughs> be open-minded. Yeah, be open-minded. Consider the opportunities.、Yeah. 
I think the, industry, the semiconductor industry on two sides of the Pacific, there is really so much cooperation going on right now. I really think uh, all the U.S. companies must have a certain level of cooperation with Chinese companies. For that, uh, if we want to talk about opportunities and looking for different way of uh, conducting business, we just uh, need to ask your partners in China to see if there's anything that can be interesting. Mm-hmm. And how did you adjust yourself after working and living in the U.S. for so many years? Then when you come back to China. Well, yeah, it's different. <laughs> Even though Shanghai is my hometown, there's still something I need to get used to after so many years. Well, I think it was not so hard, so difficult because、uh, anyway, I speak the language. I like the food here, so <laughs> it's not a too big problem for me. Yeah, so I think I adjusted pretty well. <laughs> you adjusted pretty well.、Yeah. Your company is located in the incubator in、mm. Shanghai. Right. I think、uh, that's something foreign companies to consider as well if they come here, right? Yes. So can you share with us a little bit、uh, information on you know setting your company inside a, a incubator? What kind of benefits you get from that? The biggest support we get、uh, from the incubator is、uh, we have compensation for the rent. Basically, half of our rent will be waivered, so that's. So you don't、big. need to pay. Oh, you only, only need to pay fifty percent. Yeah, fifty percent of the rent. The policy is different, varies from area to area. Right.、Mm-hmm. That sounds great. I think that's one tip、uh, we can share with our listeners. If、mm-hmm. you want to start a company in China, do consider some of those、uh, incubators.、Mm-hmm. They provide space and they provide all kinds of connections,、mm-hmm. and、uh, you can find、uh, people like you. <laughs> Yeah, in the incubator, there's another advantage here is、uh, there's many startups here, and、uh, you can find、uh, a lot of partners in business.、Uh, they can be your customer or they can be your vendor. So that's、uh, one other advantage there. And、uh, I think startups、uh, intends to help us、uh, help each other more. <laughs>、uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, and you are not lonely. <laughs> right. All right. I think、uh, that's all. For today, thank you so much for your time, Bo. Thank you. <laughs> I also want to thank our audience. Today we have talked about、uh, collaboration in the semiconductor industry between U.S. and China. You can find more about、uh, our guest, Bo Xia, from his LinkedIn profile. His name is B O Bo. Last name is X I A. You are listening to In China with Michelle Zhou. I look forward to talking to you again next week. Thank you for tuning into In China with Michelle Zhao. Please join us for another edition next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll talk again next week.